1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co host Daryl, Amy, here today with Larry Levine. Larry, what happened? You're wearing the same shirt as me. <laughs> dude, we're this twins. Is so this, dorky, dude, This is this is
0: massive dorky. So I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you a story. And then we're going to get we're going to get into podcast business, Daryl. So in out here where I live, when you know when I go out with my best buddy, and so some, sometimes we have the same shirts because we're in Kalanis and things like that, right? Right. So. I'll go over to his house and he'll greet me at the door. And sometimes we'll be wearing the same shirt. And I said, who's going to go change their shirt first? Because it's kind of, you know, it's a guy thing, right? You don't want to wear the same shirt. So this is a special shout out to Scott McGregor. Because this morning, I happened to put on my something new shirt. And then I'm hopping on to get to do this podcast. And Dorky Daryl
1: has got the same well, at least we're not like physically in the same location. Plus yeah. this is an audio podcast so nobody has to know, but a <laughs> shout out to Scott McGregor. for uh, forget he's obviously starting fashion trend because if people like Larry Levine are wearing Scott's shirt, you know, it's going to catch on and go big time. So <laughs> no, a huge shout out to our friends at, uh, at something new. Uh, you got to go check them out. We'll put their link in the show notes. Scott McGregor is a class act and runs an amazing organization And uh, is a previous guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast. For those of you who are new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here. You have joined a growing and somewhat irreverent community (laughs) of sales professionals that are dedicated to being authentic, being genuine, being honest, doing the hard work. We call it Selling from the Heart. And a huge shout out last week to James Muir. If you didn't catch the episode from last week, you really want to go back and take a listen to that. Uh, James Muir is a uh, total amazing professional in terms of of closing, but he br- got real last week and talked about, I mean, by the end of the episode, at, if you listened last week, James was challenging all of us to go to our best clients and our peers and ask this, just this gut level honest question of what's it like to work with me? I mean, like hardcore. And then he even had us set up email inboxes where we could put the compliments we get and the criticisms we get, the I suck inbox. And so James, big shout out to you on that. Thank you for that. I think we all need the I suck inbox and the, and the uh, accolades one as well. We'll we'll hey, Gerald, we'll just call it a dose of cold water thrown in our face. How's that? <laughs> I think a dose of cold water in our faces is, is good all the time. Uh, but welcome back and this week we want to talk about something that is relevant to every single one of us uh, that are selling and we want to talk about this topic of change because it doesn't matter what you're selling whether you're selling technology whether you're selling financial services whether you're selling I mean real estate it could be anything if you want to boil it all down uh, to its its base essence in sales we're selling change, or we could say we're selling results, but those results, nine times out of 10 are going to require change. And one thing I've learned about people, Larry, is people don't like change. <laughs> is that a fair statement? No, you know, absolutely. And, and I think it,
0: it's just fear of the unknown, right? And I think it, it, I'll even throw out there, I really think it's, we get in comfort zones. Yes. Yeah. Um, businesses get in comfort zones, right? Hey, this is the way we've been doing things. It's been working, you know, to, to use the expression, why unseat, you know, why unseat the apple cart, everything is working, yes. but could it work better if you do this? Can you grow your organization if you do this?
1: Yes. And this is where we get tripped up and this is where stuff gets stuck in the funnel you know we go to we go to a client and we come up with a great idea that's going to help them increase revenue, reduce expenses, um, it's going to help them mitigate a risk, it's going to help them get into a new business area, whatever whatever benefit your your uh, recommendation is going to bring. And the client looks at that and goes, "Okay, that is a business benefit." But then the dark clouds blow in. Um, when everyone realizes, wait a second, we could realize these benefits, but that's going to require some change. And now all of the, you know, anxiety and the objections start stated and mainly unstated objections start coming in. And then the emails don't get returned and the phone calls and, and don't get returned and the deal goes cold. We've all had that happen to us, right? No, I
0: mean, it's happened to me as well. And I start thinking about, okay, well... How can you mitigate that? Yeah, And, and I think a, a sales professional is just going to roll it up because that's what we're about. We're about sales professionals are going to do things just a little bit different than that normal sales rep who might just cringe and not know what to do as they, you know, we bring up the worry and we've talked about it as they might empathize, but I think, you know, even setting that aside, there's to say, Hey, I understand how you feel, but let me share with you. Here's a similar situation. Here's a similar account here's a similar person in the same role this is what they were going through and this is how I was able to help them overcome some of that fear or that uncertainty that you might be going
1: through allow yeah. me to share the story or can I share the story of what they went through yeah absolutely and and this is where this is what I want to talk about today you know sometimes when 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 you think about selling from the heart. And, and you think about this whole, you know, there's, there's an aspect of even just saying the words, the heart, selling from the heart. It's, it's like, goes, no, dude, this is too touchy feely. You know, come on, man, we got to hit results. Well, guess what? One of the biggest things that's in the way, that's an obstacle from, you know, moving this thing down through your pipeline. One of the biggest things that's getting it stuck in the pipeline is fear of making a change. And what's it going to take to get over that fear of making a change? Well, I want to, I want to throw at least two things on the table today for us to talk about. And you've already hit on the first one. It's empathy. Being able to empathize with the client and not just their current situation, but being able to empathize with the, um, with, with the, the pain of the change, um, and the uncertainty of the change. And I'll also say the cost of the change, you know, we got to realize something and we have to realize that when someone is considering making a change, um, to accept our recommendation, that there are more costs than the actual dollars and cents, or for our European listeners, the actual euros or pounds or whatever currency you're in, there's more cost than just the financial cost of implementing whatever you're recommending. Uh, and there's there the the cost in fact might if you take a look at the the cost of change um in an organization that cost is probably as much or more than the actual dollars and cents that you have on your recommend, recommendation or proposal yeah and you know and i say this reminds me of the book. And I know you were high. We always
0: talk about books. Somehow, Daryl, we always get on these book conversations.
1: <laughs> we do. Well, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. having readers. But, like, but, sales leaders are readers, Larry. Come on, man. You know, yeah, that. that was great. Yeah. apologize yeah. for that.
0: A little rhyming moment, but it goes back to the insight selling book, right? Yes. And I know you're, you're a massive fan. So am I, you know, of the book by uh, Mike Schultz and John Doerr, but in there, they start talking about, we can even take this a step farther and say, well, how are you going to remove their doubt, right? Yeah. Eliminate their fear, eliminate the risk. Mm -hmm. Those are all those things that we have to tie into this because it's not just the empathy
1: part of this that we have to address. Yeah, but dude, I I don't want to camp on this empathy thing for a minute though, because yes, I get, I get that we've got to bring insights to overcome the fear and, and different things like that. But I I don't think we take enough time as sales professionals to get inside the world of our, our buyers. Now, well, you, I mean, we get inside the world of trying to understand their business problems. If you're a good sales professional, you're going to do the due diligence to understand the business problems inside your, your target market. Um, but I think that it goes, it goes deeper than that is understanding like the the, the business um, the business challenge uh, the, the personal part of it the like the the real cost of change inside the organization and the the anxiety. Um, the leadership challenges that brings up when everyone starts to complain about doing something new, which is so funny. We all have our something new shirts on. You see where I'm going? I mean, there there's an empathy to the actual cost to that individual for trying to lead the change. Inside no, the- I,
0: I hear, dude, I hear you. But then then, then maybe here, here's something to throw out and I'll get your take on this. Yeah. Then in order to to really, truly empathize. Yes then maybe that salesperson needs to hang out with that executive or hang out with a client who's in a similar position, even if they shadow them for an hour or two, or they just interview them and just so they understand
1: what they go through. Spend a day in the life. You know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, we're big fans of, of Donald Miller and story brand around here. And one of the things I love about the story brand concept and, and, uh, shout out to Donald Miller, man, maybe we'll get him on the podcast someday. Cause I just think what he brings to the table is so good because he challenges marketers and salespeople to get inside the hearts and minds of their prospects. And, um, I was actually going through one of these conversations with, with a marketing client earlier today, and we were talking about, okay, well, who is your ideal client? Who do you really want to work with? And what, let's get inside their minds what are their goals and aspirations? And you know, when it all came down to it, this particular technology company works ultimately with mid-level um, people, mid-level, high mid-level uh, uh, managers inside organizations. and uh, you know the reality was one of their biggest aspirations is career advancement. And so the phrase that came out was, "Hey, I heard someone say last week to us, "Keep making me look good." right." Yeah keep making me look good. I thought, that's gold, right? Because that's what that guy wants. And so, if you are going to that, that person, that mid-level, um, top mid-level manager inside the organization that, that is looking to advance their career, what, they're really, what they really want is they want to look good. And I got to empathize. If I want to close a deal with that, that person, I've got to empathize with the impact of my recommendation is going to do one of two things. It, if it goes well, it's going to make them look good. If the chain, if it doesn't go well, if people don't buy into the change, if something flops, it's going to make him look bad and it's actually going to detract from his career advancement and set him back rather than move him forward. And these are the things that as sales professionals, we've got to be aware of. We've got to be tuned into and, and we've got to understand because, you know, I think sometimes Larry, when we look at, at sales, we look at it from a very logical standpoint. Like I understood their problem. I made a recommendation. Why aren't they saying yes? Well,
0: I, no, I hate it because it, it always goes back to, I, I think what happens and you know, you got marketing hat on most of the time I got a sales hat on most of the time mm-hmm. is salespeople are looking at things through their glasses. Yes. Right? They're, they're and, and that's the hardest thing is, you know, maybe if they took those sales glasses off and they put the glasses of the buyer or their client on and go, okay, you know what? I got to stop. I am a salesperson. I got to stop acting like a salesperson for a second and I got to throw myself in their shoes. I got to walk, you know, that old day in the life in their shoes. I got to understand where they're coming from. And I think that might be another breakdown is, you know, they might be trying to sell a solution or solve a particular problem, but
1: they're trying to solve it through their eyes, not the client's eyes. Yeah. And I just got to say that, you know, in any, um, in any sales context of any significance, especially in a business scenario where it's not just you, and If you're selling something to me personally, um, I can make the evaluation. You know, I might, I might have to get my wife on board, but you know, the change dynamics are not not as great as if I'm selling to an organization where you know, if we implement this this technology, if we implement this healthcare package, if we implement this project management system, I mean, you name it, whatever you're selling, it's going to require me as the buyer to. Or us as the buying team to get the rest of our company on board with this, um, you know, and get them excited about it. And let's let's face it, most people don't like change. No. So even if your buyer is bought into the change, they're sitting there going, "Geez, I'm gonna have to get all these other people on board. Is it worth it? Is it gonna, you know, raise my street cred in this organization, or is it gonna lower my street cred?" And I, all I'm saying is. We've got to realize as sales professionals that when we're selling something at, at the heart of all of it, it requires change. And we've got to empathize with the cost of that change to the individual or buying team that we're working with. And as much as we fail to do that, stuff's going to get stuck in our pipeline. And the more we can empathize with the cost of change and the reality of change, Uh, the more things are going to free up and move through the pipeline. I really believe that. That's got to be part of our dynamic. And I think as sales reps, we ignore that to our detriment. And stuff gets stuck in pipeline. And as a result, it doesn't close. And not only do we miss out on the income opportunity, obviously, but the client also misses out on the benefits of working, you know, of implementing our solution. So I think as salespeople, I just want to challenge everyone on our podcast right now, in the in the stuff that's in your pipeline, you know, to to look at that and and ask yourself the question, have I empathized with the impact of the what change is going to require for this buyer or this buying team? You know, and, and have and then so that brings up the next thing. Um, if I'm gonna empathize with that change, then I've also got to help that. Uh, buyer lead the change and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm reading Deb Calvert's uh, Deb Calvert's <laughs> book stop selling start leading hey how many books by the way how many books are you freaking reading right now I, I've got so many books going right now but Deb Calvert's book I'm reading like uh, like you sip a fine wine because it is is so good but uh, Deb Calvert co-authored this book with uh, the leadership gurus uh, Kuzes and Posner, which I mean, unbelievable team writing this book, and I think it is definitely it's like a landmark watershed moment in the sales industry. This book, "Stop Selling, Start Leading," um, and and what Deb and and her her co-authors are saying is so relevant to what we're talking about today, and that is we're selling change, therefore we've got to coach and enable our buyers to lead their organizations through change. And part of leadership is casting vision. And so any good leader is going to see the future and they're gonna cast vision for what that future could look like. And we've gotta help our buyers do that. Yeah, but see, but, you know, and,
0: and I don't wanna take this down a rabbit hole, but that's, that's tough for a lot of people in sales. Because that because they're hammered on fitting things in a certain window and and we want to be sensitive to that. And I get it. But I'm also looking I'm also looking at this, Daryl, through another avenue and I'm going, you know, this sounds great. And I'm just playing devil's advocate on this because there's going to be some listeners are going, you know, yeah, this is all great. But fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. We got to we got to understand that that's tough, you know. Just just as just as we're asking our buyer or our clients to change, yes. we as salespeople got to go. Okay, what do we need to do in order to change to facilitate leading
1: their change? Now, oh, well, that's probably going to be the topic of our next podcast. But if you take a look at at this, you know, if if you take the first step and really empathize and get inside their world in terms of okay, what's the true cost of implementing my solution? What what is this going to require of my buyer and my buying team, you know, and what are the risks that they're assuming and, and what, what, what is this going to cost the organization in terms of change? Then in the, with that in mind, we can begin visualizing um, the prefer the, the better future because if somebody is going to go through the time hassle risk of leading their organization through change, we need to help them be able to cast the vision for what the better future is going to be. So, you know, um, let's take the the sales rep that's selling healthcare plans, for example, right? So I've never sold healthcare plans. I don't think I want to sell healthcare plans because talk about a hotbed of emotion by yeah, right? exactly. an organization. So, you know, if I'm, if I am, if I'm that salesperson I'm going out, I'm recommending a better health benefits package, um, and I've got to have that realization that whomever I'm working with, uh, that's going to to recommend that is either going to you know they're either going to win the love and admiration of their coworkers or the hate disdain. Uh, you know, it's going to either advance. And so uh, I've I've got to coach that buying team on how to cast vision for the better future because nobody wants to change their health plan, but if they can help. If I can help coach them through that uh, process of casting the vision for the benefits and why why they're doing that, then then I'm giving them a, I'm giving them a way to overcome some of that anxiety about change. Let's take technology. Same thing. Let's say um, you know you're a, a technology sales rep. That's the world I come out of. Um, you've identified a business problem. Maybe it's a screwed up process, and you're going to make that work better with your technology. Then you've realized, oh, gee, this is a great idea, but it's going to require changing how this process works. So there's some anxiety on the part of my buyer. So I enter into that with empathy. And then I say, you know what, if I'm going to help that buyer move forward, I need to relieve that anxiety and I need to help them um, establish a vision for the better future. Okay. Okay. I can't so just say the process is going to work better. I need to really bring that through to emotionally and practically how that's going to make life better for them, for their employees, how it's going to help them advance their career. Um, all of these these intangibles need to be brought into the the mix so that that person catches the vision and can share the vision um, when when the going gets rough when they go out and they they have to actually. Make the case for the change in the organization they're already armed with well, but this is the better future for all of us, and this is why I think we should say yes. well no, I, I do I get what you're saying,
0: but then how, do, how does that salesperson translate that in a way that and effectively can continue that conversation of empathy? I, I mean I think I'm just listening to this, and I'm like going, you know at a certain point in time, you know, and I keep going back to this, they gotta throw themselves in their shoes. But I think this is where um understanding their situation. So in other words, I think that salesperson's gotta come into this saying, Let me share with you what we've done here. Yes. Or let me under you know, let me share with you somebody who's been in this position before how I've helped them. They gotta understand that. And I think that's one quick I think that's one quick way that they can alleviate some of these problems. But I I think
1: that, and I think it goes deeper though. I think it's also saying, look, you know, I know that it is just throwing it out on the table to go, look, I know there's, you know, on paper, this makes a lot of sense, but I also know this is going to require some change inside your organization. And change is tough. I get it. Change is tough. So what, you know, I'm, I I have some ideas here in terms of the vision for what this is going to do for your organization, but I'm curious, Larry, how do you see this positively impacting your organization? And so together you craft that vision of what the preferable future is going to be, because somehow what we've got to do is gain enough positive momentum to overcome the anxiety um, of, of that change inside the organization. If we don't, I, you know, I think what we should do, and we're coming up to the end of our time right now, here's what I'm going to recommend that, that all of us do. I think it's time for a bit of a pipeline autopsy. And so what I mean by that is look go back however many 90 days, 6 months, a year and look at the stuff that got stuck in your pipeline. And for all of us there's always something that you know is either it's stuck, it's been there forever, you know, and it probably should be moved out of the pipeline, but it's the one we keep in there cuz we have this, you know, sense of, man, I made such a good recommendation. I know they're going to say yes, but they hadn't said yes yet. And they Yeah, because hope, well, do because hope's not a strategy. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, want you, I want to challenge you to pick at least one or two or three of those things that are stuck in your pipeline, and I want you to do a bit of an autopsy or an audit on that deal and go, have I really empathized? Have I understood the true impact of change in that organization. And then based on that, have I, could I develop a strategy uh, to coach the buyer through the positive benefits so they can cast that vision to themselves first and then out to the rest of the organization and actually see themselves um, being that change agent inside their, their company to be able to realize those positive benefits. Um, I, I really believe, Larry, that that there's a lot of stuff stuck in the pipeline that is good makes good business sense to the salesperson, probably even makes good business sense to the buyer, but it's stuck because of fear of change. And and we've, you know, when we when we boil it all down as sales reps, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're selling, everything you're selling is gonna require some kind of change. And that change is going to impact your buyer, and it's going to impact their reputation, and it's going to impact a lot of different people inside that buying team and across the organization. So our challenge this week is twofold. Go back, do that pipeline autopsy, and ask yourselves the question, did I empathize? Could I empathize? Could I turn this thing around by going in and understanding the pain of change and the the anxiety around that? And what could I do to help them develop a positive vision so that we could get this deal moving forward? So with that, thank you everybody who's joined us this week on the podcast. As always, uh, we appreciate the interaction. It's great to hear from you. Look us up on LinkedIn, check us out on Twitter at sell from heart, look for us on Instagram and uh, we'd love to hear from you and how this is working for you in the field. Um, stay tuned. By the way, while you're on selling right there in the sidebar you can sign up for updates on Larry's book that's coming out this summer i've seen it i can't wait for you to get it in your hands give us your email address we'll keep you updated on the uh, the release and uh, as we're cooking up right now we're actually going to send you the first 3 chapters here real shortly as soon as we get them ready to ready to go so we want you to be the first uh, to be able to get your hands on Larry's new book. Well, okay. You know what this reminded me of? And this is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> all, all I'm thinking
0: of is listening to you right now. Cause I'm all, all I'm, all I'm visioning is James Muir and the podcast going, okay, now I got to come up with two folders. I got to come up with the accolades folder and <laughs> come up with this book sucks folder. <laughs> oh, no, but I is. know, but I know it's not because y- <laughs> you're in for a treat guys. When you read this book, you're in for a real good treat.
1: All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> Check it out. Sellingfromtheheart.net right there in the sidebar. You'll, it's the same, same place you find all our podcasts. You'll find a place to sign up for the book. Until next week, be real, be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, be empathetic, and give your clients a vision so they can move forward. And most of all, sell from the heart.